I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we'll be looking at Nehemiah chapters 8 through 10. In chapter 8, we see the big New Year's celebration after the completion of the rebuilding of the walls that took place in the first seven chapters of the book of Nehemiah. Verse 1, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday, before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. Beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, and Anaiah, and Urijah, and Hilkiah, and Maaseah on his right hand. And on his left hand, Padaiah, Mishael, Malchiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalem. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also Jeshua, Benai, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbathai, Hadijah, Maaseah, Kelatam, Azariah, Jazabad, Hanan, Peleah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for the day is holy, neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat, and to drink, and to send portions, and to make great mirth, because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. Well, it's 440 B.C., and the walls around Jerusalem have been rebuilt. The first day of the seventh month was the New Year's Day of the civil calendar. We see that in Leviticus 23, verses 23 through 25, and also in Numbers chapter 29, verses 1 through 6. They get together, and Ezra reads the law to them from early in the morning until midday. Now, these folks who had returned from exile, they were motivated to get it right before God this time. Notice the effect the reading of the law had on these Jews. They were enthusiastic. 
You may have noticed from verse 9 that Ezra and Nehemiah both co-sponsored this event. you also notice an unusual word in verse 8, Tershetha. That's the word for Persian governor. Nehemiah was that governor during this period. Ezra was the priest and scribe. Ezra had arrived in Jerusalem 13 years earlier, around 458 B.C., for the purpose of organizing temple worship. We see that in Ezra chapter 7. Now, beginning in verse 13, it's time for the annual campout. Verse 13, And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, and the Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month, and that they should publish and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go forth into the mount and fetch olive branches and pine branches and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick trees to make booths as it is written. So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths, every one upon the roof of his house and in their courts and in the courts of the house of God and in the street of the water gate and in the streets of the gate of Ephraim. And all the congregation of them that were come again out of the captivity made booths and sat under the booths for since the days of Jeshua, the son of Nun, and to that day had not the children of Israel done so. And there was very great gladness. Also day by day, from the first day until the last, he read in the book of the law of God. And they kept the feast seven days, and on the eighth day was a solemn assembly according unto the manner. As Ezra had been reading the law, they discover something. They discover the Feast of Tabernacles, sometimes called the Feast of Booths, found in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 34 through 43. So, for seven days, they observed this festival by camping out, just like in the old days. You will notice from the chart that I provided on the written notes of uh, Bible tract for today's date, December 28th, that this festival was to begin on the 15th day of the month. Presumably, they used the days in between to prepare for their seven-day camping experience. Incidentally, this campout is observed seven months after the Passover. That would put it in the October-November time frame, perhaps a little cool for a truly pleasant outdoor experience in that region. In chapter 9, we have the record of a big meeting. Verse 1, Now on the twenty and fourth day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting, and with sackcloths, and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers, and stood and confessed their sins, and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place, and read in the book of the law of the Lord their God one fourth part of the day, and another fourth part they confessed, and worshipped the Lord their God. Then stood upon the stairs of the Levites, Jeshua and Bani, Kadmael, Shabaniah, Benai, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kanani, and cried with a loud voice unto the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua and Kadmael, Bani, Hashbaniah, Sherebiah, Padijah, Shabaniah, and Pethahiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. And blessed be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth, and all things that are therein, the seas, and all that is therein. And thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worshipeth thee. 
Thou art the Lord, the God, who didst choose Abram, and broughtest him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees, and gavest him the name of Abraham, and foundest his heart faithful before thee, and madest a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites, and the Girgashites, to give it, I say, to his seed, and hast performed thy words, for thou art righteous." And didst see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt, and heardest their cry by the Red Sea, and show us signs and wonders upon Pharaoh, and on all his servants, and all the people of the land, for thou knewest that they dealt proudly against them. So didst thou get thee a name, as it is this day. And thou didst divide the sea before them, so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and their persecutors thou threwest into the deeps, as a stone into the mighty waters." Moreover, thou leddest them in the day by a cloudy pillar, and in the night by a pillar of fire, to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai, and spakest with them from heaven, and gavest them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments, and madest known unto them thy holy Sabbath, and commandest them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant and gavest them bread from heaven for their hunger, and brought us forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst, and promisedest them that they should go in to possess the land which thou had sworn to give them. But they and our fathers dealt proudly, and hardened their necks, and hearkened not to thy commandments, and refused to obey, neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks, and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage, but thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and forsookest them not. Yea, when they had made them a molten calf, and said, This is thy God that brought thee up out of Egypt, and had brought great provocations, yet thou and thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day, to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them, and withheldest not thy manna from their mouth, and gavest them water for their thirst. Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing, their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations, and didst divide them into corners, so they possessed the land of Sihon, and the land of the king of Heshbon and the land of Og, king of Bashan. Their children also multipliest thou as the stars of heaven, and broughtest them into the land, concerning which thou hadst promised to their fathers, that they should go in to possess it. So the children went in and possessed the land, and thou subduest before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gave them into their hands, with their kings and the people of the land, that they might do with them as they would. And they took strong cities and a fat land, and possessed houses full of all goods, wells digged, vineyards and olive yards, and fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat, and were filled, and became fat, and delighted themselves in thy great goodness. Nevertheless, they were disobedient, and rebelled against thee, and cast thy law behind their backs, and slew thy prophets, which testified against them to turn them to thee. And they wrought great provocations. Therefore thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies, who vexed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, 
And according to thy manifold mercies, thou gavest them saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. But after they had rest, they did evil again before thee. Therefore leftest thou them in the hand of their enemies, so that they had the dominion over them. Yet when they returned and cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven. And many times didst thou deliver them according to thy mercies, and testified against them that thou mightest bring them again into thy law. Yet they dealt proudly, and hearkened not unto thy commandments, but sinned against thy judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them, and withdrew the shoulder, and hearkened their neck, and would not hear. Yet many years didst thou forbear them, and testifiedst against them by the Spirit and thy prophets. Yet would they not give ear, therefore gavest thou them into the hand of the people of the lands. Nevertheless, for thy great mercy's sake, thou didst not utterly consume them, nor forsake them, for thou art a gracious and merciful God. Now therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keepest covenant and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee, that hath come upon us, on our kings, on our princes, and on our priests, and on our prophets, and on our fathers, and on all thy people, since the time of the kings of Assyria, unto this day. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearkened unto thy commandments and thy testimonies, wherewith thou didst testify against them. For they have not served thee in their kingdoms, and in thy great goodness that thou gavest them, and in the large and fat land which thou gavest before them. Neither turned they from their wicked works. Behold, we are servants this day, and for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof, and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it. And it yieldeth much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Also they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. And because of all this we make a sure covenant, and write it, and our priests, Levites and priests, seal unto it. Now, here's some serious people about serving God. They aren't taking anything for granted. Notice how seriously they take the hobnobbing with the local riffraff, I mean the local Gentiles. They separated themselves from them. Obviously, they realized that the downfall of Israel and Judah in the first place was the fact that they continued to coexist with the folks in Canaan whom they did not ask to leave back in the conquest in Joshua's day. They subsequently were corrupted by the worship of those foreign gods and were drawn away from the worship of the one true God, but not this time. And then they have this six-hour meeting, three hours just hearing the law read, and another three hours confessing their sins. You can confess a lot of sin in three hours. That was followed by a public prayer led by the Levites. This prayer outlines the entire history of Israel. Let's give this prayer a title. Let's call it, Where We Went Wrong. Beginning with verse 32, we see where this thing is going. They remind God that it's been tough especially in those declining years before the falls of Israel and Judah. But their fathers certainly deserved what they got. They remind God in this prayer, this, now we're living under foreign domination, we deserve that, but God, remember your covenant to your people. Then the deal clincher, 
a covenant in writing signed by the who's who of the returning exiles. Like I said, these people are serious about doing God's will at this point in time. A particularly interesting verse in the recitation of Israel's history in this passage is reference to the 40 years of their wilderness journey when they remind the people in verse 21 the following, Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing, their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Now that's right out of the statements of fact found in Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7 and Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 4. It should also be noted in this passage that they are not content with the state of affairs at the time. Notice verses 36 and 37. Behold, we are servants this day, and for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof, and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it. And it yieldeth much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Also they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress." There we see an acknowledgment of being back in the land of their forefathers, but not independent as a nation. The point is made here that the increase of their labors still goes to the kings whom thou hast set over us. Obviously they see that more work needs to be done. So that being stipulated, let's get to the business at hand. Let's sign that covenant, which is what we're going to do in chapter 10. So here's our list in chapter 10. Now those that sealed were Nehemiah, the Tershetha, the son of Hakaliah, and Zedekiah, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Hashur, Amariah, Malchijah, Atush, Shebaniah, Malak, Haram, Merimoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Genethon, Barak, Meshlam, Abijah, Mijamin, Maaziah, Bilgai, Shemaiah, these were the priests. And the Levites, both Jeshua the son of Azaniah, Benai of the sons of Hinnadad, Kadmael, and their brethren Shebaniah, Adijah, Kalatah, Peleah, Hanan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zachar, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Adijah, Bani, Beninu, the chief of the people, Perash, Pehath Moab, Elam, Zathu, Bani, Benai, Osgod, Bebai, Adonijah, Bigvai, Aden, Ader, Hizkaijah, Azur, Hadijah, Hashem, Bezai, Haraf, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpiash, Meshalem, Hezer, Meshezebel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Aniah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Ashub, Alohesh, Pilahah, Shobak, Rehum, Hashabna, Maasiah, and Ahijah, Hanan, Anan, Malak, Haram, Baanah. Well, all I can say is it's a good thing that you're curious about who exactly were the signers of this covenant on behalf of the people of Jerusalem and Israel, because that's a long list. 
There's nothing like establishing, though, a national resolve to do right by writing your covenant out and physically signing your name to that document. They publicly and formally declare their intent to serve the one true God. Now let's look at the stipulations of that covenant. We find that beginning with verse 28. And the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the porters, the singers, the Nethanims, and all they that had separated themselves from the people of the lands unto the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding. They claved to their brethren, their nobles, and entered into a curse and into an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, the servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord our Lord and his judgments and his statutes, and that we would not give our daughters unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. And if the people of the land bring ware or any victuals on the Sabbath day to sell, that we would not buy it of them on the Sabbath or on the holy day, and that we would leave the seventh year and the exaction of every debt. And we made ordinances for us to charge ourselves yearly with a third part of a shekel for the service of the house of our God, for the showbread and for the continual meat offering and for the continual burnt offering of the Sabbaths and of the new moons, for the set feast and for the holy things and for the sin offerings to make an atonement for Israel and for all the work of the house of our God. And we cast the lots among the priests, the Levites and the people for the wood offering to bring it into the house of our God after the houses of our fathers, at times appointed year by year, to burn upon the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law, and to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of all trees, year by year, into the house of the Lord, also the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstling of our herds and of our flocks, to bring to the house of our God and the priests that minister in the house of our God, and that we should bring the first fruits of our dough and our offerings and the fruit of all manner of trees, of wine and of oil, to the priests, to the chamber of the house of our God, and the tithes of our ground to the Levites, that the same Levites might have the tithes in all the cities of our tillage. And the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites take tithes. And the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithes into the house of our God, to the chambers, into the treasure house, for the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the corn, of the new wine, and of the oil. Unto the chambers where are the vessels of the sanctuary, and the priests that minister, and the porters and the singers, and we will not forsake the house of our God. Well, here it is. Everything this congregation of Jews agreed to in writing that day, all fulfilling their understanding of the law of Moses. They said, number one, we'll do all the commandments. Number two, we won't let our kids intermarry with non-Jewish folks. Number three, we won't buy from the non-Jewish locals on the Sabbath day. Number four, we'll rest our land from farming every seventh year. Number five, we'll even forgive debt every seventh year. And number six, we're going to support the house of God with our tithes and our offerings. It's interesting to note that they instituted a temple tax of a third part of a shekel in verse 32. That was neither a tithe nor a proportional giving on increase. It was a designated amount for everyone, regardless of income, to be paid each year. The remaining verses of this chapter reveal that the tithe of their increase was paid in addition to this temple tax. 
By the way, this tax is based upon Exodus chapter 30, verses 11 through 16. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walter. Thank you.